Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I grub one of the best sushi restaurants in Buffalo and had, they brought sushi to my son and I. It was great. At your house? Yeah. It was awesome. That. Listen to this. What and a that's a very good thing to have delivered because, you know, hot is not really pertinent at all. Don't eat hot sushi. Right. Don't yeah, eat in it. fact, I think hot sushi would probably be Terrible. really gross. Don't do it. It's Mike Shope. Fresh hot in neon is not something you see above the sushi place. Can I get this? <laughs> no, that's right. Hot, fresh hot fresh sushi. Fresh and hot sushi. <laughs> That is so gross. <laughs> Fresh hot sushi here. You get some sushi, you open the lid, and it's like steam comes out. <laughs> and the bulldog. Please stop. Please. Right, Ryan? Hey, you ever do that? I've got nothing you get to the throw sushi. up in my stomach. You open up the lid, and it's just sizzling like a fajita. It's Mike Shope and the bulldog. <laughs> what are you doing in there? I'm microwaving the sushi. WGR Sports Radio 550. Well, I guess this is right enough. One way to look at where we are in our lives, Buffalo sports prism, would be that here we are on a Monday afternoon in February. The football season is over. And I'm not literally watching, but I am watching the score of an Anaheim, Florida game. And it's not because, like, I would have done that 25 years ago because I wouldn't have thought of anything better to do. Like, that would have been my best idea for a Monday when I was 26 years old would be to, I'm just going to sit here and stare at my computer, if I had computers then, and uh, see how the Florida-Anaheim game is going. Yeah, and now uh, you could also be keeping an eye on that for recreational wagering reasons. There is that, too. There is that, too. But but that's not why you're paying attention now, is it? No, I mean, I'm barely paying attention, but it's it's not zero. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. putting forth a non-zero amount of interest in this game, uh, and I don't have a bet on it. But look, like... We're we're, kind, we're there. We're there. We're, yes, you just you just beat me. We're there. That's right. We're there. Yeah. We're there. This, it, it, yeah. It's it's close. It's interesting. It's fun, and it's what we've got. <laughs> like it's. I don't mean that the the least bit disparagingly. Like this is football's over. Yeah, is really not, all yeah, I'm you're saying. Not, 
desperately looking to wedge um, a conversation about the Sabres being in a playoff race, a playoff push, whatever they're in, um, you, you don't have to. It's real. Like the, it's 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 really happening. <laughs> they they you know they got some good results on the weekend, including their own win in San Jose, which wasn't easy, but they got it. And uh, you know the standings, I think, look the standings look pretty good. Like points percentage wise, I think they're in the spot. So, you know, win some of these games in hand and uh, see where you end up. And they have the seventh best goal differential in the conference. Eight teams make it. If only they went by goal differential. It's not that it's the best stat, but it's better than record. <laughs> it's better than points, uh, at least a little bit, for like how good is your team. So it's only to say that the Sabres look like they're good enough. They're not a fluke. They're in this. They belong yep. in this cluster of teams here that are what? We've got six that are three points apart. And then you've got tomorrow night, and what will be the last time? I mean, there were a couple one-off games last year that were special, or Ryan Miller night even this year, mm-hmm. if you'd include that. I'm thinking of Rick Jenneret. But like sure. this, this will take you back. I mean, this is Toronto and... You know, in the last few years, there haven't been many Toronto games. Some of them fans weren't allowed in. If there were, no, we didn't have that. Like we just had the season where they they kind of played in a in the the whole league went on without fans. But the Sabers wouldn't have played the Leafs during that time because the Canadian teams all just played each other. Anyway, like that's kind of behind us, and here we go. It's Toronto again, and it's you know it's important. So and it's even at seven thirty. You know right. it's important. That, then you know it's important. Right. Because it's ESPN plus Hulu. Oh. <laughs> Tomorrow night will be festive. Everyone make your plans. This has been going on for a couple of years, but we have now the convergence of, I think, higher level of interest uh, because of everything we've just talked about. And so, I don't know, maybe people who are like, oh, I don't even really need to worry about how to find that because I don't really care that much anyway because, why? Wow. You know, it's it's not it's not must see TV. Uh, I think it's gotten to that status now. So I don't know. Like, just make sure your subscriptions are accurate. I, I don't know what else to tell you. I've, I've been in a labyrinth for the last few weeks trying to figure out my subscriptions there. But anyway, uh, just be advised. Not not regular TV tomorrow. So if you're really excited about Leaf Sabers, just you know, you want to just make sure you can find your way to the game. It's even fun for the Toronto fans probably that come down whenever they can for these games that like. Okay, this matters to the other guys. This game, I won't be sitting next to Sabre fans who are hate watching their team and hoping they yeah. lose, so they yeah. can get a better draft pick. You know, maybe, like maybe maybe tomorrow night and into Wednesday, uh, we'll get reacquainted with how annoyed we used to get with how many Leafs fans are in the building. That's right. Like, I, I I think you know at any point last year, I think a lot of us would have just welcomed a crowd. Period. You know, just just give me a crowd because you know it was so it was so tough in there. You know, aside from a couple of things you just mentioned, right? Eichel's return, RJ Knight. Um, but this is now you know not not like we're packing the building at any you know regardless of who the opponent is. But this will. I have a feeling it, it, it's it's been a while since we've been on edge about the Sabers' results, and I think you know seven or eight or more thousand Toronto fans. Could be uh, could be particularly annoying because it's you know we've heard of some, for, for, forgotten 
uh, how that how that feels. You know, sort of like how we forget how to get to the arena when there's a lot of traffic. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> we get reacquainted with some things that used to be very familiar, and like dudes wearing capes with tinfoil cups. You know, maybe has been kind of cute for a couple of years, but probably not anymore. Also, Ryan O'Reilly, right? If you want. The trade. Well, he, almost, he almost scored like 10 seconds into his first shift Saturday night. I was watching that. Uh, didn't, but anyway. Didn't. Who's going to remember? Yeah. Nobody Only me. had. I'm going to remember. They remember Steve Bernier for doing things. <laughs> you know, this is Ryan O'Reilly. Well, for those who are inclined, this is now, we've got 11 days to the trade deadline. This game tomorrow means a lot. Then it's two games in Florida. This Florida mm-hmm. Panthers game now, like you're hoping they don't get two points. Then you've got uh, Washington here on Sunday, so uh, really good stuff. And I don't know. Do you think they're up to it? Like, I'm just mentioning the goal differential point. We know the standings are close. Any, I think, two out of five or six teams could end up there in the spots. For, for these guys, I think, you know, why, would, why wouldn't this be right? But I'm just kind of like more of the same in that you know there is top-end talent. And they do the thing I think I would say is the hardest thing to get right in the NHL well, and that's score goals. Like, they've got guys who can do that. It's just, can the other end hold up? Can the goaltending hold up? And, you know, part of this is, of course, how they have been in this sort of rotation mode with three different guys. Look, you've got 28 games left, and I just feel like with the all-star break and then right back out to California, like, tomorrow feels like... A new beginning. It's the final third of the season, Eastern Conference. Um, you're done playing at least out west or uh, the road games against the Western Conference, and it's going to be that's too bad. <laughs> I, I guess it is. Yeah, they won eleven and <laughs> out of fifteen, but it's going to be all kinds of games like these coming up. Where you know Toronto isn't right next to them in the standings, or even Tampa, which is fr- uh, Thursday. But Florida is, and Washington is, and just all, it's going to feel like all the rest of these games, as long as they stay in it, are important. And, you know, we don't talk about strength of schedule that often as it pertains to hockey. I I guess, you know, there's so many games, um, and there's variance, and it's just not like football, uh, I think, for that talking point anyway. But I, I have read numerous times over the last few weeks that the Sabres have the toughest or one of the top two or three toughest schedules remaining? That's got to be a lot because of that Western point. Right. Like the West is weaker, so you don't have uh, any of those games left. Yeah. They might have a couple home games left. Yeah. I, yeah, I have not Dallas, stu- like, really Edmonton, looked at that yet. But Nashville. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at that right now because that's – I go. think it's those three. You're not just making those names up out of thin air. No. You're looking at the schedule. Good, Dallas, good move. We're on Nash- the radio. <laughs> Edmonton, Dallas, and Nashville. are there th- They have three games left against the West right. here next well, month. Well, y- yes. Are they up to it? Um, you know, I, we'll see is a cop-out. I, I, I think... We'll see is the answer. Right. <laughs> um, Can we like, do better? But my opinion is, you know, yeah. Yeah. Because everyone around them is flawed. You know, like they're they're not there's there's no team there. Maybe Florida is the team in this mix that I would most be worried about, you know, quote unquote figuring it out. Because there is a lot of talent there and you know, they made a pretty big change to their roster in the off season and it's been pretty rocky for a lot of the year, but there there they are. Where what are they, a point or two ahead of the Sabres? 
right now? Uh, two. Two. Five more games played. It'll be six right. in an hour. Right. So, um, but but that's a team like that. I don't want to say they're not fl- as flawed as the other, but that that that's the maybe the strongest team. That's the team that going into the year you would have looked at at them, their previous performance, the roster, and gone like, yeah, that's probably you know maybe that's a top three team in the division or certainly a wild card contender. Um, but really, everybody's everybody's got problems. So the Sabers are far from a perfect team. But the good news is the teams they're playing aren't exactly perfect either. I think it's like Pittsburgh is hard to bet against for me. Just like legacy. And they're finally getting they're getting Jari back, and that matters a lot because Casey DeSmith has been a nightmare for them. I just wouldn't want to bet against that core yeah. in, in terms of getting into the playoffs. And then it's Florida. I mean, upside, expected goal stuff. Florida's better than this, I think, but they haven't won like it. And then, unless the league wants Ovechkin in, uh, then I'd say, oh, somebody tell the league, we'll watch the hell out of these playoff games if the Sabres get in. Like, just, I don't know, do, if every if everybody in Buffalo watches these games, does that equate to, like, half of Washington or Toronto or something? <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to watch the Islanders. You know, just in case you need a tiebreaker. Yep. Our team is fun, and it's we're, we're starving for it. But, you know, actually, as I say that, I mean, we love it, and it's been forever. But for this year, how badly do we all want it? Like, it's a little bit of a surprise, if not a lot of a surprise, going back to before the season started. For me, it was more, as we talked about all the time, like, it was more just out of mind, rather than just sort of being plugged into it in a way like, okay, well, if this happens, I mean, for me, it was like a casual exercise to think, like, how could the Sabres make it close right. and were, get in the you playoffs? You were talking a lot about, like, win half your games. Right, like, which is what they've done. I mean, 28 and 26. Yep. It's, they've they've done that, and, and look at it. they're squarely in a race. That's right. right. That's right. But in terms of making the playoffs, it was not something I was betting on. Um, but really, like, think, think of Greg Wyshynski with us on Thursday. You know, Timo Meyer, who the Sabres just saw, um, what do you think? Like, pedal down, want to go for this and make a I trade would, like I, that? And I, he said, I, no. I know. He said, ah, not, you don't need to do that. Like, really keep doing what you're doing was kind of Greg's vibe when it came to the Sabres. And, you know, that's, I get it. You have a young team here and the you want to think they're going to be better next year no matter whether they make a trade like that or not. Right? But there is a, there is a moment here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, um... I'm not yet married to any of the kids that aren't here to such an extent. Maybe Kulik would be the guy at the top of this list for a lot of fans, for people who are watching Rochester and and paying attention to what you know what what you're reading on sites that are are covering uh, what Rochester's doing. Um, he might be the guy that you'd, you'd least want to see be included in any kind of a trade, but Meyer fits so well to me what you're about his age you've got the room for the money um and i i I just i think that's a a spot you could slot a guy right in there and be better right now and improve you know in the long run because frankly any any prospect you're banking on or or hoping for i don't know you're banking on any of them at this point um you'd love to see them become as as accomplished as that guy is and he's still got you know prime of his career left 
here. So I I I I disagree with Greg Wyshynski from Thursday. I, I I think if Kevin Adams wanted to swing with a first round pick and a prospect or two for Timo Meyer, I I, I I'm I, I'll get out of the way, man. Like go go for it. Because I, I think that could really, really have a positive impact on the results here. And, you know, the, the trick is, you know, do they have to make it this year? No. But if you've got to look at it and something fits, like it's one of these, you know, sort of adapt on the fly type of moves. I, I don't think if they were being honest with you that they were expecting this season going into the year. Um, so... I don't know. Does that necessarily mean that because you are maybe exceeding even your own internal expectations that you don't put, as you said, put the pedal down? I mean, I I, I think it could be warranted. I don't know if that's the question in terms of like just the hockey department. I think though, what could be a question is how far can we go? Like this, it's interesting. You know, I just want to say it. We we have, you and I and the fans have this drought burden and like the points about being starved for it and the points about how long it's been, every one of those points really should be, we just did this with the Bills the other day, right? I made this point about them. It really should be irrelevant to the hockey department. Making the playoffs is good. That's a goal. You're saying how much of one was it versus now and whether that would work into the equation. You know, maybe, but I, I don't want, those guys to care about how long the fan base has waited. I think ownership should care and would know and would you'd want to have you'd want to have to have ownership have some feel for that. But it's not a better it's not a better hockey move or a worse either way because of whether you made the playoffs in 2013. Like you got to do you're on a path mm-hmm. and you're only you're, you're trading for Meyer if you think it it meaningfully helps your chances this year, but that's not even really the best, the biggest reason why you're doing it. That's right. You're doing it for beyond that. Uh, yeah. Because well, there is there is a tier break between the teams you would play in the playoffs, I mean, for the most part, and the teams you're playing against to get in. You know, so you can get in. You can beat mm-hmm. the Islanders out. And you have this much, I'm doing that little thing, like this much better of a chance to do that if he's on your team than if he's not. It's not going to be massive, it might be one game's worth, you know. It might be like that, two points worth, with Meyer. Um, so you can do that and improve your chances by that little bit. But are you more likely to beat Boston? Like if you're the last team in, you're playing Boston. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> like you see, you start you start throwing around beating Boston in a seven game series, and like I don't know that. That's why I like the Meyer idea. More than like any, like, I, 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 there's no confusion, and I'll need to dwell on 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 Greg Wyshynski's response to us talking about this subject. Um, but to me, the, the the response he gave us would be correct if you were talking about selling off young assets, draft picks, prospects for rental players for Patrick Kane. Um, and I have zero interest in doing that. Meyer. If it's right, and I and I, I mean I fail to see how it wouldn't be right, is someone that helps you for a good five years here, then you know whatever I get out of it this year, if it helps me end a playoff drought, you know, great for us as the fans, 
But if he's a part of the puzzle, a key piece in the puzzle moving forward, then even better. You know, I get, you know, the, the, the trick there might be that it costs a lot more money than any of these prospects that could be taking that spot within the next year. That includes Quinn and Paterka, who are already on this team, and guys like Kulik or Savoy or Oslind, um, who would be on rookie contracts when they eventually get here, assuming they do. And, you know, maybe that matters to them from a business standpoint. Um, or from a cap standpoint eventually, but that just feels so far off to me. Um, and I know it can build up in a hurry once you start signing guys to seven or eight or more, in the case of Darlene, say, million-dollar contracts, but I just feel like there's a fit there, and it's not a temporary quick fix. i got to end a drought because ownership is on my back and the fans are uh, itchy and, and really want to see it. It, it, it's a, it's a, it should be a piece of a team's puzzle for, again, you know, for a good five years. And that's a huge difference. You got to wonder if they have the goaltending to do it. Are you in the mood for any kind of a goaltending move? Like, can you be at the same time a buyer, if you will? Like, it's sort of nuanced, but you are trading youth for present and you have a specific goal in mind of this year's playoffs. Like, you could probably get a goalie somewhere that you think is a better bet for this year than the guys you have, but it's already crowded. And that seems to, I think, get in the way of the future. Like what's happening to the guys I have if I do that. So, and then so that can you justify the first and not doing anything about the second? Like I'm going to, Mm-hmm. Roll with Lukanen and the other guys here and take my chances. Because I think that's probably what they'll do. I do, too. Um, I mean, he had a great night Saturday night after, you know, kind of a stumble coming out of the break in that home game uh, against Calgary, the first game out of the break. I, I think, what have they got, 28 games left? Mm-hmm. Sitting here right now, I would be surprised if Lukanen doesn't play 20 of them. Wow. I, I just think that that's – Granado said it, said it today, I think, right? Like, it's it's going to be you – know, they wanted to get everybody a game coming out of the break. They did that. You know, they did manage to win the game in Anaheim. Anderson did not have a good night in L.A. at the beginning of that trip. Uh, but basically the, the tone I get from Granado is the best guy, you know, provided he's ready, is playing. And, and that's Lukanen. So – um, you know, until until there's another misstep, and who knows, maybe that comes as soon as tomorrow night. Uh, I, I think that that's got to be the guy that goes in the majority of these games, and I don't know what they'll do about the rest of it. You know, if Anderson is still supposed to get this one game a week type thing, or if even that gets put, uh, you know, put put on on the back burner because you know yeah you know we've got a 41 year old backup goalie and he's played you know very well his numbers i think even with the lousy game are still the best of the three of them. it's it's sort of a clear margin actually yeah but i is that on a given night is that your best game? maybe it is and maybe he just plays once a week and looking in you know that's not quite the rest but it's close um and Comrie just has to you know, he, maybe he's the odd man out. I don't know, but my best guy's got to play, I think, 20 of these games. That seems high to me, especially when he hasn't really 
he's, he's been tough to trust. Like he has not really elevated, and Anderson's numbers are better. And wherever Comrie is, you know, it's just a very interesting, I think anyway, maybe Don Granado would not look at it this way, but balancing act between this year's goals and then in some cases, you know, the future. And really Comrie maybe is a player, I'm probably overstating it though. I think I'm probably overstating it with any of that. Like Lukanen's younger anyway. And so if he's your guy, then he is. But and I wouldn't I, I look I I want to see them get somewhere, and I'd love to see them get you know somewhere being the playoffs. Um, but would I? Do I want to see them make a move in goal? I, I have to, I have to say no. It's not a hard no, but does it fit the long range plan? Like it, if I'm right about Lukanen, and maybe maybe twenties high, but but if he's the guy and you're going to ride him down the stretch, um, maybe that gives you uh, you know, a, a lot more information about what he's capable of at this level. So it, it helps maybe answer your question about what to do next year. Um, but like, I, I wouldn't want to just acquire a goalie if it's not Timo Meyer. You know what I mean? Like if it's not something that fits the long-range plan, I'm not sure because – a lot of that stuff can just be the 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 variance. It, it's it's kind of a wild card. I, I don't know that I would trust a goalie that I could get now to necessarily be better than what I've had. That that's saying. I think that's even putting it mildly. Like, the, and that's how Adams has described it too with goalies. So it's hard enough to know what you're getting, and now you're going to take a third of a season, and you're not going to play every game anyway, and you've got three goalies already. Like, <laughs> just yeah. I mean, I don't I don't see it, but. The the thing that's interesting about that again is just how to align that with what else are you going to do if anything, and if it's like a power move like Meyer would be, then all right, well maybe I don't want to just stop there. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. Sabers also, and I know you're you're waiting for it. XFL, XFL. That's absolutely that made headlines over the weekend for one particular reason. I think mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of good fodder. Also, and that's not that Russ Brandon is the president of the league either. I didn't mean that. Um, little golf, maybe. NFL draft will be every day. Free agency. Free agent idea of the day for the Bills. You know, let's go. 803-0550 to call in. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.